Hello and welcome to the She Can Share podcast, where I am going to help you arise and shine as the woman of influence that God is calling you to be, where you are going to learn how to share your God-given gifts, talents, and abilities with the world through content creation and by just being who you are. You are meant to let go of shame, guilt, condemnation, and fear, and arise and shine and be the light of the world. So whether you're here to grow your influence, grow your business, or just learn some content creation tips to express Christ in you, I want you to know that I'm here for it. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to the She Can Share podcast. I am so incredibly excited about today's episode. We have an amazing guest, okay? I mean, she's going to blow you out of the water. This is going to be such a great conversation. So if you haven't yet, you know, go get your coffee, your cozy blanket, all the things, because we're going to just dig in today with one of my, just this woman is going to blow you out of the water. She's such a light in every way since I've met her. She's been amazing. But before we, before I tell you who it is, we're going to pray because I love using media to share the gospel and also just like have people experience the love of God. So wherever you are, I just want you to receive for a second. And I know we're just going to pray. God, I just thank you so much for the person that's tuning in right now. I thank you for their heart. I thank you for who they are, whatever it is, God, that they're going through. I pray that during this episode, God, you would uproot anything that's holding them back from their destiny, anything that's holding them back from relationship. God, I pray that this episode would be a breakthrough episode, God, um, for this person who's tuning in right now, God, and you would just multiply the words coming from our amazing speaker and ask God that you would bring breakthrough in ways that only you can in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Without further ado, we have an incredible guest today, Jacqueline Widener. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me, friend. Yes. Okay. So before before we dig in, I just have to tell everybody who you are and how awesome you are. Because guys, listen to this, okay? And I have to say, one of the things before I read her bio that I definitely am going to ask her is like when we read this, we're like, wow. And it's like, how does somebody get from, from where they are to where this person is? So we're going to get dig into that, but just listen, listen to this. Jacqueline is an incredible speaker, podcaster, author, content creator, and a mom. I love this. This is one of my favorite things. She's a former self-proclaimed president of the hot mess moms club. (laughs) Who, what mom can't relate to that? Um, she's a mom of three very talkative girls and God pulled her out of a pit of anxiety and depression. And she's been on a mission to reach down and help others find freedom in Christ. Welcome to the show, Jacqueline. Can't wait to dig into all of that. Thank you, friend. Yes. What do you have for me? Well, I want to know. So like that bio, you know, you're a speaker, podcaster, author, content creator. You're a mom to three girls. First of all, it's like someone listening to that, they think, how do you do all of that? So before like, we dig into all the little nitty gritty things of the message that God's given you, I want to know, like, what was the starting point for you 
And for someone that's listening right now, if they're like, man, I want to do that, or how do you get there? Can you just like tell me a little bit about your story and how you got launched into all of what you're doing today? Okay. Well, I'll try to keep it brief. Okay. Um, but I really, I really did call myself the president of the Hot Mess Moms Club, and we had a VP. So it was another woman. Um, but I would arrive at the school pickup. My daughters were five, two, and newborn. And I would see these moms who seemed to get themselves dressed and like at school on time and having conversations. And I was like, I barely got here. Like I just felt, I felt like I arrived and actually said to myself, like, I'm, I'm a hot mess. Like I, I can't do this. And I think I really was stuck in a place of overwhelm so much so that, um, at some point I went to my doctor and I said, Hey, I think I need, I think I have postpartum depression. I think I need some medication. Um, I had tried all the things, um, but I was crying all the time and really, really in a low place. And so the very short story, I will give a, a short plug, um, for my podcast, Ready to Thrive, if people want the longer version, um, episode 69, I share my story. And I love sharing that testimony because I think um, for so many, um, you don't have to be a mom to be overwhelmed. Um, but for so many uh, moms, especially of young kids, it is so overwhelming. You can feel so stuck and hopeless. And that was where I was at. And so a big part of my story actually was um, this night of prayer that I had with my husband. And it really was a prayer time of confession, which is, um, I think it's actually not practiced a lot that we yeah. would sit with somebody else and confess. And so I have to say, this is this was Valentine's Day, which is not very romantic. Um, but my husband had uh, been trained really in some like healing prayer and confession prayer. And so he'd been encouraging me for a while, but you never want to take the advice of somebody that is really close to you because they don't really know anything. Um, and so yeah. finally, I was at such a low place that I reluctantly agreed to pray. And as he led me through this time of prayer, he said, imagine that um, everything that comes to mind, imagine there's a dump truck right beside us. Everything that comes to mind, you're just going to throw on that dump truck. So it was like stuff from my past, stuff that I didn't really want to share with my husband on Valentine's day. Mm. Uh, but also it was the bitterness I felt towards him and his job. Cause he had been away so much when our kids were young. And I really felt like I was doing things on my own. That was part of the overwhelm. And so as I confessed that bitterness and he prayed, those things would be just like gone, uh, never to uh, be part of my life again. I felt so much lighter. And I was like, I had no idea um, all that I've been holding on to that had kind of kept me uh, stuck in that place. And so um, really, that was the beginning of God doing something new in my heart. And so it, I had got to the lowest place in my life. Um, God pulled me up out of that pit. And and he just began to show me um, what the ways I was living my life that were probably actually leading to my destruction. So the things I was doing, the habits I had, um, I love staying up super late, watching like garbage TV, eating garbage food. And it's like, well, and then I, I felt like garbage. And so God really began to reveal to me kind of this, um, what you are planting, you are actually reaping. Wow. And so it was one day I was sharing with a friend, um, 
kind of all the things that God was teaching me. And she's like, I'd love for you to do that. as like share that as a seminar at this women's retreat. And I was like, that sounds terrible. Um, but I, I was in a season where I was just saying yes to everything that God was inviting me to. And so I, um, I already had kind of felt like God was nudging me towards writing and speaking, though it was nothing that I was, had wanted to pursue at that point. Um, so I did the seminar and it went, went well. And then a few months later, I was just having a quiet time and God was like, I want to turn that seminar into a book. And really he, he gave me an outline, like a blueprint. I sat down on my computer, wrote down everything that I had, kind of the, what the different weeks would be. And then I began to write this study and, um, and it was, it was the blueprint. And so now I now know a little bit about writing books. That is actually not how you write a book. You don't write a book not knowing what you're doing. Like I would sit down at Starbucks and just be like, okay, what, whatever God's bringing to mind. I just started typing away. Uh, but it ended up becoming my book, Tangled, A Soul Care Revival Guide, where we just look at um, what's really going on in your heart, what has been planted there um, by yourself, by others, by the enemy, partnering with Jesus to uproot those things really so you can run uh freely and lightly. And that is one of the ways I love um, just sharing with women and helping equip them um, for what they've been called to. So that's kind of sort of how I started and backwards got into writing and speaking. Wow. So you would say it came from like a valley moment. It came from the bottom of the pit. Yes. It wasn't something that you necessarily pursued and said, God, I want to start a podcast. I want to start speaking. I want to be out there. It came from you finding uh, personal freedom in Christ first. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because I, I came into this pit and I suddenly looked around and I saw women who were struggling with things that I used to struggle with. And it was almost like my eyes were opened in a new way. And even before I had kind of the skills or the tools, I felt like God was kind of equipping me to know how to help them, um, how to share relatable stories. I love speaking live because I think that is that is a little bit of my sweet spot, being able to connect with women in that way. Um, because we all have stuff. I think that's part mm. of it too, is that we all have these things that we've carried around. Um, for me, I think it was the those things I thought were keeping me safe, that I was tucking deep down inside were actually the things that were destroying me from the inside out. So it was getting those things into the light that yeah, was see, like, oh, that's, yeah. I, I definitely, I want to camp out here for a minute because yeah. I feel like, you know, what your, your story is so relatable. How many moms have gone to the pickup line, feel like they are just drowning. They're so overwhelmed, especially when their kids are little, you know, I think that's very relatable. I think a lot of women are in that spot and find that it's very hard to even see any type of life outside of diapers, kids crying, tantrums, it can be a really hard season. And mm -hmm. so, you know, for you, you had your husband who was clearly led by the Holy Spirit, trained, helped you walk through this to find breakthrough. But for like a woman listening right now, that's identifying with where you were at a couple years ago. And she's like, wow, I feel overwhelmed. I feel like stuck. I feel bitterness. Maybe she wouldn't even have those words. How could someone 
find, like, do you, do you lead people through a prayer? Do you have some practical tips? How can they identify if that, if that their stuckness is rooted to some type of heart issue and how can they find freedom? Yeah, that's so good. Um, the, in my, the book that I wrote, it, it's basically a six week course mm-hmm. where the first three weeks we go through paying it. The first week I just say we pay, we're paying attention, like things that we, we know ourselves well, but there's still things that we will kind of have these aha moments. Like I had a moment, we've lived in this house for 12 years and probably two years ago, I was in my bathroom and I was looking at the corner and I was like, Oh, those two pink colors are different. Like I had lived there for 10 years, but I had this aha moment. I was like, I've never noticed that. And so really it's beginning to pay attention to things like, um, how do I talk to myself? So for the example of arriving at the school, I still arrive at the school. Um, I have this phrase like running late is my cardio, right? Like I still arrive in a, as a hot mess, but I changed my, my wording to say like, I'm doing the best that I can. And so, especially when my kids were little, anytime a negative um, phrase came over me as I was feeling overwhelmed, I just reframed it to like, I'm actually, I'm not a hot mess. I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. And so for many of us, we have things where we'll, we'll screw up and be like, I'm an idiot. It's like, well, I'm not an idiot. So I made a mistake here, but I am learning this. So some of it is just having kind of those paying attention, those aha moments. What are, how am I speaking to myself Um, are there any lies I've been believing? So I have a big section where I talk about like identifying lies from truth. And so there was a lot of lies I was believing about myself, about others, about God. And some of it is just slowing down enough to, um, to sit with God and say, Hey, like what, what are the places that I've been believing a lie about myself? Like, what are the things that aren't true? Cause I, I think if we, we don't often actually take the time to really sit and be with God and listen, because when we do that, he actually speaks words of love and truth over us. And he says like, I'm proud of you. I love you. Like you are my beloved daughter. And he speaks as he speaks these things over us, like the lies begin to fall away. And we actually rise up in this confidence of who he's created us to be, whether that is as a businesswoman, as someone speaking on social media, as a mom, whatever it is, um, that is really where um, our confidence and our voice comes from. It's from spending that time with him. So he is the one that really begins to kind of uh, peel away those lies. Okay. So you would say for a woman that is feeling stuck, overwhelmed, like she's not loving life, right? One of the things that you help women do is to uh, flourish and thrive. She's not loving life. So you would say the first step was to, would be to start becoming aware of negative self-talk and then go and spend some time with Jesus and get him like, listen to his voice. Here's my question that I feel like a lot of women would love to know when they go to spend time with Jesus, all they hear is air, Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I think how, like, what would you get? Like, what practical tips would you even give a woman if she's feeling like, I'm trying, you know, to spend time with God or even make time with God. And I just don't feel like I'm hearing his voice um, or no, or feel like I know how, what yeah. would you say? Or like, are what ways have you found to hear, you know, God speak a different word or story over you? 
Um, I heard a speaker once say, I want to try to get this right. She said, um, sometimes we're like, is it God's mo- God's voice? Is it my voice? And we're, we're kind of mm-hmm. confused. She's like, how many of you have had a negative thought about yourselves today? And like every hand went up and she's like, so you've all heard the enemy's voice. And really it was that this idea of like the enemy's voice is um, creates in us a sense of anxiety or fear, um, very kind of accusatory. Um, that's kind of the tone. Whereas God's voice may be convicting. There may be things he's saying mm-hmm. that um, are hard to hear, but it's always with a tone of love. I also think um, often it really is very simple words like I'm proud of you and I love you. We sometimes think it's going to be this like, you, thou are my beloved. Right. Like, no, he, his voice, uh, the way I've heard it described is it's like my voice, but just a little bit almost weightier. Mm-hmm. And for me, the things that I have struggled with, I'd say in the last few years um, is just creating the space where I'm not distracted um, and so for a long while, um, I'm out of this rhythm right now and I should get back into it. But for a long while, I just did a daily little, I called it a walk, was a walk jog, um, where I would just walk jog down the street. Um, again, sometimes my husband was only home for a little while. I'd be like, I'm out of here, um, with no phone. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's nice to have worship music, but again, I'm probably going to get distracted. So just going out in nature, um, and kind of praying. And so some of it can be this, um, I'm talking to God, I'm asking questions, um, but actually listening. So one of my pet peeves and my kids, I have three very talkative girls, yeah. they run up to me all at the same time. And they're all like, mom, can I have this kind of pop scone? I played it. Can I, and I'm, I'm listening to all their questions. And so then I'm taking a moment and I want to respond to their questions thoughtfully. And so I go to respond and they have either left, they've physically left or they've mentally checked out. And I'm like, well, I'm answering this. And like, they ask me another totally different question. Like, oh, I was just answering this question. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how we are with God sometimes in prayer, because we go to him and we're like, I'm giving you all my stuff. But by the time God is responding, we actually have left Mm -hmm. or we've kind of like mentally checked out. And so um, the walk, I'd say, is a very practical way to listen. Journaling, especially for somebody who gets, I can get very, you know, kind of all over distracted. If I can journal, even just questions and prompts. Um, I run a women's retreat every year and I give women a booklet with questions. And I can try and get you some of those questions if there's a way for you to share with your audience. Um, But we have an hour quiet time each day. And so for women who are feeling like, I don't, I don't even know what to say, right. um, having some of those prompts is just helpful because they're just questions like, um, how, do you, how do you see me, God? Or um, so what's something you love about me? Or just like just different little ways to connect with God. Not always like, what do you want me to do next? Sometimes we approach God as if he's like our manager, like, I want you to tick off this list, but I just think so often it is more that he just wants to be with us. So good. You know, I was, I always find that like, when we listen to like a story like yours, like was in this pit of anxiety and depression. And now here you are leading retreats, speaking, writing books, 
sometimes it almost feels like it, it just happened. Like your husband prayed for you just happened. And then you, you know, you just thrived. That's sometimes I feel like how the testimonies can come across. What would you say to the woman that's like, you know, praying, maybe not feeling like she's getting that breakthrough. Maybe she's praying, you know, like doing the questions, doing the journey. What would you say? Like, how, how has God walked you through your journey of freedom? And what has that really looked like? Is it, was it just you were healed and now like you're on stage speaking or was there some type of maintenance program that you had to maintain? And like, how did that look for you to mm. so, like, keep a clean heart after, because yeah. one of the things guys, Jacqueline has this amazing book and we're going to promote all this at the end, but tangled. And she talks about, this is so good that the seeds that you plant are going to bear that kind of fruit. So if you're planting bitterness, if you're planting offense, like that's, what's going to show up in your life and talked about flowers. And I love, I just love the whole message, but you know, we, there's always these opportunities that we have, right? Like maybe your husband went out working again and like that bitterness could have taken root again. What, like how, how did you maintain this freedom and continue to thrive? Yeah. Um, I love that you even use that word maintenance because that's the very last um, chapter of the book is, okay, so we've uprooted these things. How do we stay light and free? And in some ways, I'd say we don't, right? Mm. Like my, I weeded my garden um, this spring and it's a very small garden, but it takes me all of my like mental energy to actually get out there and weed it. And so I weeded my garden. I was like, great, I'm done for the year. Well, now we've been away for a few weeks. It is full of weeds. And so it really is a regular maintenance. So typically when you weed your garden in the spring, it takes a lot of work. It's, It's like, this is an all day job. But then there is maintenance. It's it's a little bit lighter and a little bit less. And so I would say when you when you feel like you have a a pretty light and free heart, um, you want to stay that way because it feels really good. Um, and when you have some miscommunication, some anger, some sin, like any of those things, they actually don't feel great in your heart. And so I love in the Lord's prayer, like really. Jesus is like, every day, we're kind of kind of confess our sin, like every day, um, we get to clean our heart. And so I think that's for me is just a really basic, um, keeping short accounts with God, um, as well as the people in my lives, um, in my life, to the best of my ability. Um, And then I really would say, not um, abandoning spiritual disciplines or learning how to create spiritual disciplines. So things like Sabbath, um, silence, solitude, right? All of those things that are so, so backwards in our culture, they are things we are fighting for because those are the things that um, are going to keep us being aware of what's going on in our heart. So that like, like conviction is one of my favorite things. I know that sounds so crazy, no, um, about it. but it's, it is a gift. Yeah. Um, because when, when the Holy spirit convicts us of something, he's inviting us into deeper freedom. Um, I don't think we arrive anywhere. Um, but I also think like, so 2020, I ran into this woman. We were at this conference in Orlando. I ran into this woman 
And I was upset because her dad, many years ago in a business deal, had been incredibly mean, let's say, to my dad. So I had a uh, fence against her. I ran into her and I was like, 6,000 people are at this conference. How come I'm running into her? And um, as I'm walking along, the Holy Spirit's like, actually, that's an invitation into wow. freedom. Because again, there, she's not in my regular life, but this is a person who I'd held a grudge against because of her dad for years. And what we do is we justify them. Well, you destroyed my dad's life. You like, it's a one-time thing. We have a very good reason for it. So the Holy Spirit's like, I want you to forgive her. Like, okay. So I spent a few minutes really just saying, okay, God, um, I'm going to forgive her. Now, I, I think with forgiveness, we never usually feel like doing it, but feelings follow actions. They may follow after a while. So I, I decide, I really do think forgiveness is, is a decision. So I decide I'm going to forgive her. So then a few days later, I run into her again, wow. again, which is pretty crazy in the 6,000 person room. <laughs> so now I have a conversation with her. Okay. How's it going? And she doesn't seem to have anything wrong with me. I just, you know, okay, we're, we're catching up. No big deal. Well, here's where the big deal is. I just mentioned before that I have run this women's retreat um, at a fairly exclusive property um, that she is the manager of. And I've run a retreat there the last few years. Now, it would have been very awkward if I had been running my retreat with somebody that I held a grudge against or yeah. bitter against. And I just feel like sometimes God's laughing, but he's also like, these invitations that I'm giving you to not hold on to this offense, it's not just because I don't, I don't like bitterness and I want everybody to forgive everybody. Like I actually think the um, offense you're holding on to is going to impact your future. And so um, anyways, that was just a cool story of like, okay, I didn't realize that this was connected to this. And wow. That's so amazing. I love how God is so committed to our freedom, Yeah, you know, and like what you were saying about conviction, because I think a lot of us get caught in, especially women in condemnation, like I'm not a good enough mom, you know, Um, I yelled at my kids or like, I'm not doing enough or I did this and it's this condemnation. But what I love what you're talking about is this conviction that like, Ooh, that's wrong. And it gives us this inspiration to change. Right. And an invitation into greater freedom. I just think that's so powerful. And, um, I want to shift gears here for a quick second, because I feel like you went through this season of like God pulling out all these weeds of bitterness, unforgiveness. And I understand too, like you continue to do that. Like we've made that clear. It happens, right? Confess your sins to one another. So you can be healed. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about that, but then, you know, that's something it's a continual thing, but this is big news guys, because Jacqueline has just recently quit her job of 18 years. Can we have a round of applause here? Can you just tell us, like tell the audience what you were doing and then, you know, how you were able to quit your job? Because guys, I just want you to know, you know, a lot of my audience that listens, they are here because they want to grow their influence, maybe learn content creation, maybe start a business. And what I love that you have done, Jacqueline, is 
you know, you're a mom, you, you lived your life, la la la, worked a job, but also you had dreams, you had passions, you had more in you and you've actually taken action to make it happen and also achieved your goal. (laughs) And so you're like stepping into this amazing season of what are like greater dreams, doing what you love to do, which is speaking, writing. Like I can imagine that there are women that are maybe working a job or doing something that they're like, she was able to do it. But I just want you to like, can you give us the real and raw? Like, what was that like? We'll just start there because I have like 10 questions for you, but we'll just start there. Well, it was not, it was not a rocket ship. Um, So I, when I really first felt called to speak and write, I um, had shared a bit of my story with my pastor and he's like, can you speak next Sunday? And I was like, okay. So that's the um, episode for my podcast was that recording where I shared my story. And in my mind, I was like, I've arrived. Now, um, people will just ask me to speak and this is how it works. And I remember that was like January, February. I think by June, I was like, I quit. Like I'm done because I haven't, I haven't landed a book deal. I have not speaking Mm -hmm. on, like, I just, I thought in my mind that everything would happen very quickly. And I have, I have been so discouraged. Mm -hmm. I felt like I've lived in a season of hope deferred. Um, I felt like nothing was going to happen. And, you know, I really do believe that God really wants to prepare us for what he has prepared for us. And I know that sounds really cheesy and crazy, but as I look back at that woman who could have gotten on the stage, I'm like, Oh, I don't know what would have happened back then. Like, I just, I know I was excited and I was like preaching up a storm in my shower. Um, but I, I probably wasn't ready for the things that God has um, been putting me through more recently. And I don't know if that's the right word, putting me through, but the oh, it's so good. opportunities yeah. I've had. And even in this past season, I, um, as I was going through it, it was, it was a lot. Like I will say, um, sometimes when the things are happening that you're, you've prayed for, well, you kind of have to be strong enough to steward them well. Mm-hmm. And so otherwise, um, you can burn out, you can hurt people along the way, right? Like I could hurt my family if I'm not careful, if I'm not present enough. Um, and so I was learning things this spring that I'm like, I know these things I was learning are for the next season. Like there's always this um, process that God's taking you through. And so for me, I would say, God put the dreams in my heart I had to acknowledge that those are dreams from him and partner with them. I think a lot of times women say, I want to do this thing, but that's probably selfish of me or that like we have this thing in the church. Sometimes we believe that it's more humble to like be quiet and do nothing. And I'm like, who benefits when you shrink back? Like nobody benefits. Right. And so at some point I really um, got over got over myself. I have to continue getting over myself because um, it's not about me, right? The things that I, you know, step forward into. And so um, some of it was investing in myself, going to conferences. There's nothing like being in the room. You really can't replace that. So investing in myself, 
putting myself out there, being terrified as I put a website out that I didn't want to tell anybody about, podcast I didn't want to tell anybody about. I was on Instagram. I was like, what am I doing? Writing. Um, So many things that I just felt terrified doing. Um, And I don't know if... I don't know if it necessarily goes away, but maybe it's like climbing a mountain where you're like each step, you kind of get a little bit, I don't know if you're getting higher, but you're like, hey, I'm a little more comfortable. I'm a little more comfortable. And and also now I have a a new thing that I'm doing. Um, and I think it, so. in God's grace, he has grown all the things in my life very slowly, even though in my mind, I wanted to go viral and everything. I always used to write these posts like four years ago or so and, and wake up and be like, did that post go viral? It was so good. <laughs> 35 likes. It was like, okay. Um, but it, even that, I would say the practice of these micro blogs, like right, that was the practice of writing good. and podcasting. And I would do a lot of stories. Actually, the very first year I got on Instagram, God said to me, uh, people are not reading the Bible, but they're on Instagram. So put the Bible on Instagram. And I was like, Okay. And so I started sharing some posts. He's like, no, no, no. I want you to read the Bible. And so for about a year in my stories, um, Monday to Friday, I did this thing called manna moments and I read um, scripture. And then I gave a little, I don't know, a reflection on it or something. And I was so nervous to do it that I went on one of my morning walks and I came home all sweaty. And before I could like chicken out. I just did the thing. I was like, okay, so here's this verse. And then, and I want to tell you something about it. And so I did that and I was like, posted it. Uh, And then it became a thing where it was just these mana moments and people were, people were hearing the gospel and, and these moms from school were watching me. And I was like, now I'm going to school pickup. And I'm like, we're not talking about it, but they're, and I thought, well, that's amazing. They're yeah. here. Like when would they ever hear scripture? And so I did that basically until I launched my podcast. Cause at some point too, you have to let go of other things. And that's the other thing that has been challenging is I have stepped into something and then I've had to, it's scary to step into, but it's actually scary to, to close a door or to pull back. So good, Jacqueline. Yeah. Yeah. Say any, anything more about that. I feel like you are hitting on something there. Well, yeah. yeah. So at one point I, I knew God was calling me to write. I was writing for two different online publications and God asked me to step back from them. I was in a writing community and he said, step back from that. And I thought I was pursuing becoming traditionally published. I was like, God, why are you, I've been working at this for a few years. Mm -hmm. And so, but I also knew that I had to, uh, I knew I had to step back. So it was probably December of that year. And then January or February, this one publication I was part of announced they were releasing a book. And if I had stayed, I would have been part of that book. And I was so gutted because I was like, God, I want like, I'm supposed to be part of that book, but you asked me to step down. Um, But if I had stayed even one more month, I would have stayed because I would have been so drawn to being part of this book. And so, um, and none of those things were, they weren't bad things. That's the challenge when it's like, these are all good things, but they're all taking up some time and some space. And sometimes God asks us just to create some space for the new thing. And the new thing doesn't necessarily come the next day. Wow. Um, 
it does. I do believe it does come. Um, but it's that paying attention to what is he asking us to kind of pull away from? So in that moment too, it was, I'm laying down traditional publishing and, um, you know, at some point too, I last spring I was at if gathering, um, which is an incredible conference. And I was flying home from, from the conference and feeling a bit discouraged because I actually had quite a few speaking engagements booked when COVID hit. So they all got canceled. And I felt like I had this kind of momentum that um, stopped. And then a few things were like, at least up here in Canada, it was like, oh yeah, we're going to book you again. Oh no, it's canceled. Oh, get- oh no. Like it kept being these uh, stop starts. And so flying home, I just said, you know what, God, like I'm on the plane. It's dark. I'm in the middle seat. All I can do is like kind of pray or, you know, quietly to myself. And I was like, I'm just giving you, I'm surrendering. Like I'm mm-hmm. surrendering that that desire to speak, I can't make it happen. I, I feel like this is what you've called me to, but also if this isn't like, I don't want, like, I just want to do, you've called me to. So at some point in the fall, um, I started getting like a few people calling and saying, can you speak? Can you speak? Can you speak? Yep. So I was booking all those things. And um, I had a woman pray over me at a conference in February. And um, one of those people that, you know, those like, like fiery prayer warriors that you're like, yeah, I don't know where you came from, but this is amazing. Like just um, really powerful. And, um, and I felt this, I really felt like almost like a physical spark in my heart, like this burning begin. Um, And it felt like God was reigniting this dream I had in Mm -hmm. my heart. And I heard this whisper, you didn't surrender it. You buried it. And I felt like those dreams that I had surrendered, um, I also had felt like I'd lived in the season of hope deferred for so long um, that even though, even though I had speaking engagements booked, even though I almost couldn't even really acknowledge them because I felt like they were going to be canceled or wasn't going to happen. Like, I just felt like, like everything else in my life, this isn't going to happen. Um, and so as that, I heard the Holy Spirit say, like, um, you bury them. I knew that was a moment for them really to, um, well, uncover them, but also begin to um, run towards them, run with them. Like, the, these are things that, these are dreams that God has put in my heart for a reason. Yeah. yeah. And um, so it so wasn't, good. yeah, it was an incredible uh, spring of speaking and um and doing a few things that i feel like this would resonate with people as well sometimes you do things and it feels like what you've been created to do mhm and so in many ways i do think that is all of us using our voice in some way um that really is the chance to have god speak through us to other people. And that can be at the playground. Yes. That doesn't have to be on a stage. Um, but just seeing people where they're at and speaking words of life and truth over them, that is that's the words of God. 
That's so good, Jacqueline. What would you say, like something that you said, I mean, there's like 10 things I want to be like, oh, I want to go back and talk about that. I want to go back and talk about that. Um, Guys, go listen to her podcast. Okay. Do that. First of all, Um, we'll put it in the show notes. But um, one of the things that you said that I think, you know, again, people can look at like where you're at and everything that you've done. You've quit your job. You're doing all the things that are in your heart. You know, one of the things that I've noticed about you and always seen is you have been taking action for a long time, right? Like even when you were showing up in your stories, like before you got on stage, you were faithful with the small things. Like the Bible says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. And what I love is like, you learned how to get over yourself in the small ways, right? Like you were like, I'm going to just show up on Instagram. I'm going to just show up and do this. I'm going to just show up. Like, how did you like for, for somebody that's like, okay, I feel like this pull that maybe I'm supposed to write or blog or post or speak, but I'm terrified. You know, what would you say? Like, how did you say yes? Um, and like, how did you get over yourself and realize it's not about you? Um, I think sometimes, so there's a little bit of fear when you step forward into the thing, usually when you do the thing, you feel a sense of peace. Now you might still feel a little bit like, ah, that's so crazy. I've done this thing. I'm feeling a little bit nervous and excited and anxious. Um, but generally there's a peace that comes with obedience. Mm-hmm. And I have enough times I've been disobedient to know that I don't like the feeling of not doing the thing. Um, I think there's a different kind of anxiety that comes with that, where you feel a little bit like, even what did I miss out on? What did I miss out on by not saying yes? Um, And so I think it really started off small, just Mm -hmm. that particular year saying like, I'm going to say yes to everything that God invites me to. Um, And the other thing I would say is as I began to put myself out there, especially in a like social media kind of way, you are going to be misunderstood yeah, um, and you are going to probably have some people say like, there was a lot of voices in my head yeah, that were not necessarily, it was the things I thought people would say, whether or not they were actually saying them. It's who does she think she is? Oh, she's making it all about her. And so when I first started posting, I was like, this is all about Jesus guys. Don't worry. It's a picture of me, but it's all about Jesus. And, um, you know, very trying to really explain not, yourself. Yeah. Um, and I would say that's why I do like, I think, speaking in person, because you actually get to have real-time feedback and conversation with people um, where you're saying something, it's resonated with somebody. And so you're like, oh, it, does, it doesn't really matter um, what I look like or what I said or a- any of those things, but that it that has actually helped that woman have that kind of breakthrough, that aha moment, because I've been listening to God to say, what do you want me to say? I've shared it. And some those moments where people are like, it felt like you were speaking right to me. Yeah. I'm like, that's God. And so for that, it's like, those are the moments that um, you're like, okay, the rest of it doesn't matter. Um, but it, it is, it has been a challenge. It's been a challenge to not overthink or uh, again, it's, it's kind of a growth in, in different ways. And I've had times where I've, um, woken up in the middle of the night, being like, what in the world did I post? Or what did I, you know, yeah. That where you where you overthink things. And I'm sure I've offended people and people, you know, 
um, understood me and all of those things. But I think, I think just trying to follow the invitation of what God has been inviting me to. One of the challenges I think has been pivoting in different ways. And so, you know, with um, quitting my job, one of the reasons I did that um, or was able to do that is because I got connected with a company where I was sharing um, about gut health and helping with the people with their mental wellness. And so that was a little bit of a pivot from what I'd previously just been sharing about. Um, and so that was challenging for people. But the reason I said yes to that was the same reason I said yes to everything else. It was a God invitation. It was totally out of the blue, um, like so many things have been. And um, there has been so much fruit from that as well. And so a lot of the... Um, a lot of the things God brings our way or the way he solves our problems are not the way we anticipate or the way we would have. Like, I love to plan for God the way he should solve the problems in my life. Um, but so good, it, Jacqueline. saying yes to um, those divine appointments, um, the things that he, he brings our way and really just, um, yeah, I think if somebody is feeling a bit of fear as they step out. That is normal. I have a course as well called ready to rise where women get to spend a little bit of time just paying attention to how they have been created. Like what are, what are your gifts and talents? They're probably okay. things that come very naturally to you. Um, so paying attention to those things and then beginning to take bold action towards those things, because we need women, probably one of the number one things for me in this whole thing has been a community of women um, who are like-minded, who pray for me behind my back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they pray for me when I reach out, I text and say, Hey guys, I need help. I've, I don't know if you know the Marco Polo app, it's a video mm -hmm. app, but I've sent them messages like bawling and just my rawest moments. Um, and I call some of these women, my running partners. And I prayed years ago. I said, God, I can't, I felt very lonely in this mm. call. Cause I was like, I'm stepping out in a way that my, my friends don't understand They're, they, mm. they don't feel the same call. And so I started praying for running partners and he brought women um, who could encourage me. Um, That's so good. That's so good. Jacqueline, you just, you are truly just a wealth and a well of information and encouragement and revelation. Um, guys, you have to, go check out her podcast and get all of her courses. They're so amazing. Um, Jacqueline, if there was just one thing, you know, that you, I like, I, I know I asked you before the podcast, like what's fresh in your heart. And so, you know, I know there's things that could be super fresh right now, but there was something that like, you just like felt really led to share, to tell women today, what would that be? Hmm. No pressure. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's so, there's so I know there's so many things that they, yeah. You know, you can't go wrong with spending time with Jesus. And I know that sounds like the most basic answer, but that is the thing I have to come back to again and again, because anything I have done of any significance has come from the overflow of spending time with him. And anytime I let that go, um, I am operating in my own strength. Um, and I can get to that place of 
burnout or it's just not, um, I'm just trying to make it happen. And we're yeah. not, we're not making it happen the way the world is making it happen. Uh, we're leaning on him and, you know, he invites us into such an incredible adventure. I think that's the other thing too, is that these things he's inviting us to that are out of left field. Um, we get to say yes to those things. And I really think it, it, it makes your world technicolor. Yeah. Like you go from living this um, life of like, all right, I'm doing this on Monday and do that, you know, all those things. And you can still be doing this on Monday and still be doing this on Tuesday. Like today I was cleaning the toilets and I was like, had this inspired moment. And I was like, something, it doesn't have to be, you know, skydiving, but there is something about just like, spending that time with Jesus that he's going to like blow up your world. That's so good, Jacqueline. I love that. You know, that scripture better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. You could be on the Amafi coast. And we all know that those Facebook reels are always coming up on my page. because The Lord knows I want to have a house there someday. (laughs) And I will stay with you there. And you will stay with me. You will come visit. (laughs) But, you know, cleaning the toilets in your house is just like you can experience Christ and the deep levels of love and joy there more than, I know it's hard to believe, but more than sipping on some wine on the Amafi coast, but it's true. And so I love that we can thrive wherever we are. It's important to pull out weeds and, um, you know, roots that have stolen from our lives and really just choose to thrive. And I love your message and I love your heart and you're just such a gift, Jacqueline. So thank you for being a guest here, guys. Um, I'm going to put all the links on her courses, get her book. Like that's going to change your life. I think, okay, wait, I have to share this last quote because I thought this was so good. Listen to this. Anywhere you're holding on to bitterness, you'll experience miscommunication. And so if you are wondering if there's roots that need to be uprooted in your life, go get her book, uproot that stuff, because it's going to hold you back from everything that God has for you. And um, just go and follow her on all social media accounts, because she's amazing. Thank you. Yes, Thank you so much. All right, guys. And then be here next week for another episode of She Can Share.